Hey guys, Eric here, and I want to talk to you real quick about the dailydownforce.com. Every day, this website covers the latest news and trends in NASCAR, from silly season right through the checkered flag in Phoenix. Need a new morning routine as soon as you wake up? Well, now you have it, dailydownforce.com. This is the website I use to keep up with the industry, the drivers, and of course, what the community is talking about. And speaking of community, dailydownforce.com is also home to some of your other favorite NASCAR content creators. Plus, they've got all sorts of information that I like to keep bookmarked, like schedules, penalties, ratings, and everything you want to know. Oh, and be sure to check out the merch shop while you're there to find some exclusive diecasts and collectibles. So check out dailydownforce.com, that's dailydownforce.com, and I'll see you in the replies. Hey there, NASCAR fans. Have you got your copy of the latest edition of NASCAR Pole Position Print Magazine? If not, there's no better time than now to subscribe at polepositionmag.com. NASCAR Pole Position is the only print magazine covering NASCAR. Officially licensed by NASCAR, NASCAR Pole Position Magazine is published throughout the NASCAR season, and each edition is an instant collector's item, backed with great feature stories and photography. The magazine is even mailed to you in a poly bag for those who love to collect NASCAR memorabilia. At PolePositionMag.com, you can even find past issues available to purchase. Get your subscription to NASCAR Pole Position and get great NASCAR content delivered straight to your mailbox throughout the season. Learn more at PolePositionMag.com. That's PolePositionMag.com. Hey, y'all, Rick Houston here, and I want to tell you about my new show, the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast. I've partnered up with the state of North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources to help uncover the history behind moonshining mountain boys, professional wheelmen, and the backwoods and city lights of the Tar Heel State. In the first episode, I sat down with Winston Kelly at the NASCAR Hall of Fame for a little behind-the-scenes gossip about Junior Johnson's engineering skills. He's got two things in his hand, pipe wrench and channel lock pliers, and they weren't new. They yeah. had been, they had been yeah. around the block a time or two. Wasn't so, the first deal they built, I bet. No, no. You know, you could, I think they were, they had, the, the pliers had been red before, but paint had worn off. And in the second episode, I talked to a professional hillbilly, a.k.a. Dr. Daniel Pierce of UNC Asheville, to find out the real history of moonshiners and their battles with the revenuers. He wrote about one of his experience of trying to chase down this uh, this bootlegger and this this souped-up car, and he, he complained that the government gave him these piece-of-crap, cheapo cars and that, that were really no match, but he thought he was doing pretty good. And then the guy just hits it and just takes off and practically disappeared. But then the guy makes a bootleg turn uh, and comes back towards him. And it, it, as he said, it was a game of chicken and I was a chicken. And so he ran off the road. And actually, he was the guy who, who caught Junior Johnson at his daddy still when Junior got tangled up in a, in a barbed wire fence. <laughs> So check out the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast available on YouTube, DailyDownForce.com, and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And be sure to check out my regular show on NASCAR history, the Scene Vault Podcast.
Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. Darren Gilliam, aka Black Flags Matter, back for another edition of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. <gasps> All right, finally caught my breath. And now here we have our usual panel, of course, the one and only Iceberg, Danny B Talks, and Eric Estep. What's up, guys? How's it going? Hello. How's everybody's Hello. off Hello. weeks been? Mine have been great. I've been super lazy. I've been sleeping until noon. It's been awesome. <laughs> yeah, so guys, let's talk about uh, the win this past weekend. Uh, you know, nobody had a good edge against n- somebody in the race that didn't happen this weekend. And it was really hey. interesting. I-, I didn't think he was going to be able to do it. I really didn't either. That was quite shocking. I, I thought for sure, I thought for sure that the other See, car was going to get by him. I, I saw this coming. This is why I'm ahead in the pick points because I just can see this stuff coming. Hey, you know, I think this is what's going to ruin NASCAR, quite honestly. If they keep having things like this happen, every single okay, sorry, Darian, what are you dying? To- <laughs> yes, I saw somebody hit their nuts in the Olympic skateboarding. Let's go the Olympics <laughs> over the weekend. That's that right. My, yep, I saw that. That was in. That was a, a historical first there. He, so. he saw that. I saw somebody win a triathlon and then throw up big time on national television. And it was like it was like subtle at first. You're like, oh, they're about to throw. And I was like, whoa, like he really threw up there, basically. But yeah, skateboarding's in the Olympics. It's freaking cool. And yeah, I, I didn't think anybody would do it, you know, that so quickly. But, you know, that's, and, that was a first. And re- <laughs> real quick in the chat, everyone spam happy birthday for Darian. Oh, thank you, guys. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm 24 years old. Can you believe that? Old. We should be be like one of those uh, annoying like restaurant waiters. Oh, happy birthday, you! Come to the (laughs) next. Oh, come on, sombrero. In the the sombrero. In the hibachi restaurants and stuff. No, I don't. I would never do that. I'd cringe so bad. Hibachi restaurant here. I'm gonna toss you a shrimp. Catch it. Okay, that was fun. That was fun though when I went with Jared. Yeah, it was <laughs> Thought cool he was going to try to catch it. Let's go catch this trip. But uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will get to super chats at the top of the hour. I'll have my Good little Lord. five minute timer going on. Oh, you, you okay, Stop. Danny? 
Sorry, I just looked over because I, I like to keep the podcast open and see the chat. And you got a twenty-five minute ad. I'm sorry, Darren. I'm skipping that. What? <laughs> yeah, skip the ad, bro. Yeah, skip that. Twenty-five this, minutes. Ad. I'm, so, I'm sorry. The start of the show is what happens when we go for more than one week without NASCAR. What? Like, 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 bro. I, I looked at the famous itinerary. The famous, uh, the famous iceberg itinerary that he always cooks up for us. And. And like there's like there's like barely anything to talk about, so I'm like might as well just like chill out, you know. But, we don't even have a poll, do we? You didn't do a yeah. We don't have a poll either. Yeah. I can do I can do it for this weekend. There hey, but we do have a lightning round, and we do have a very special guest later on in the episode. Correct. That's right, Harrison. Yes, Burton. and yep. I'll oh, go ahead. And and a nice little announcement too mm-hmm. for. Uh, Aww. I think I think that I think that people will be pretty excited about this one, yeah. whether. Whether yeah. they can see it or not, you guys will love it. Eric's going Xfinity racing. Yeah, no. mm-hmm. they somehow okay. managed to squeeze me into a seat. I didn't. I didn't think it was possible. My that's knees are up against the steering wheel. That's why he's going to Indy Daytona. And that's right. Ah. There's a lot more legroom in those Indy car cars. <laughs> but no, guys, Harrison Burton. Uh, the the interview is pre-recorded, uh, roughly 18 to 20 minutes long. So that'll be played at the top of the hour as well after I'm done reading super chats. But Let's get into the itinerary here because we do have stuff to talk about, believe it or not. Uh, the first thing, first things first, um, Mickey Elliott. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I won't do that. I won't do that. It's just to piss no. off the Chase Elliott fan base. Not it's even so five easy. minutes into the episode. It's so easy to just, uh, that's all you have to say, man. It's so, They're easy to troll, man. It's easy. But Chase Elliott and Alex Bowman have both been penalized. Yes, Danny, Alex Bowman <laughs> have both been penalized 25 <laughs> points and $25,000. Um, wow. I guess like first, que- first things first. I mean, will this have any sort of effect on the playoffs moving forward? You know, long term, or no. is this just a bump in the road at this point? No, g- give me your money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like we yeah. had talked about this earlier in the year. I think just about them having like, like, like. I mean, they looked good, but then NASCAR was like, mm, "Y'all look a little too good here. There's something up." And then they got after them for something earlier. So. Well, first, this I think it's important to distinguish that this penalty, it doesn't appear as though it was a case of Hendrick skirting the edge or cheating or something like that. It looks like it was, it was a simple just error in the shop. They put uh, a sealed Chase Elliott race win engine from earlier this year in Bowman's car before New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, the engine was perfectly legal, passed all the inspections and everything. But whenever with a race winning, a sealed race winning engine like that, the next time it runs, it has to be in the same car for the same driver. So that's where they just, I think they, you know, they take the engines out of the cars and then when it was like, all right, time to load up for New Hampshire, they just mixed them up somehow. I don't see really how that gets, gives any of them, anyone a competitive advantage when, you know, the engine was ultimately legal and perfectly fair, you know, and obviously the Hendrick cars did not dominate New Hampshire by any means. So uh, I don't think it's them cheating. I think it was just a costly, you know, a, a monetarily costly error. Uh, Cause also Gustafson and I, are suspended for a race and um, oh. a couple other executives at Hendrick are suspended for a race which how does that even work do they just like you can't work for a week or something you can't like come that. into the office hey, you can't go this, down a zoom call this like, was what? this was the long-term plan they wanted to have an extra long vacation maybe they just like put them under house arrest have had like an ankle bracelet on them and stuff <laughs> <laughs> you can't leave here we'll know but, but my mon- point is it's so much work is done remote these days, you know, they can still, uh, well, monitor their phone, computer, TV. You can't watch the race. <laughs> yes. You can't talk to anyone at the race. Tap you can't the interact with anybody at all. Throttle their, throttle their internet. All of it. Yeah. yeah. And that's hit, the, hit their house with a full on EMP and just be done with it. 
<laughs> hey, it's like, it's like, okay, give me your phone, your tablet, all that. Now I'm going to take you here. You're at this yeah. island in the middle of the lake. Go fishing, and then we'll come get you when you're done. But overall, Hendrick, they'll be okay. You know, like, obviously, they've taken um, some minor steps back, you know, but it's nothing too major. I feel like by playoff time, you know, they, I don't know, all four teams should be good to go, I'd assume. Did- I just remember when we had that conversation, I was like, this always happens with Hendrick, where they're really good early in the and year. Then, and yep, then always something happens. Middle of the year, it kind of slows down. Brings a them bit. down. But then again, they kind of had this happen last year, too. Like, they kind of like took a little bit of a break, and then right when the playoffs started, they all kind of come back a little bit. Yeah. The, the difference is this year, they started out so hot untouchable larson won four straight races really i mean like we hadn't hendrick hasn't done that in years you know like last year they were good at the start of the year and then they just suddenly got great the final five or six weeks this year they were amazing for two three months and now the last month they they are just good you know it's still very competitive could still win the championship they got a lot of playoff points and stuff the question is just can they get back to that amazing or can they even get you know halfway back to that amazing by the end of the playoffs like by the late in the season like that's the real question but the thing is is like it's like now it's like we were getting so accustomed to larson just you know going out and dominating these races and now we're to a point where it's like oh a top 10 finish for larson like oh what is going on here man like what's happening here slowing down so it's a good problem to have mind you um but yeah i think come playoff time though they'll be 100 percent ready to go you know they perhaps might be sandbagging a little bit here, you know, saving their best stuff for, you know, when it, re- when it uh, really matters. I mean, like, at this point, I mean, what do they have to race for, really? I mean, all four are points. in. I mean, yeah, like, that's about it's it, a, you know? Like, I mean, losing the 25 points also for this penalty will potentially hurt their regular season finish because you get points depending on where you finish yeah. in the final standings. I think Elliot or Elliot or Bowman, one of them dropped from, like, fifth to sixth in the standings as a result of this penalty. So th- that is... That is a, a small thing, but what they're racing for now in the regular season is is playoff points, like like yeah. Jared said. So I, you know, I think there's it's smart to save some of your best stuff, like your best chassis, best cars. You don't want to accidentally destroy them in a race at Pocono, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's you know, points matter throughout the season. That is one thing I like about this format, at I least know. more than the original Chase formats, is that you know points you gather here will still matter in you know 15 weeks. Yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, I mean, like Hendrick Motorsports though. Hey, like Jared, uh, um, Jared, uh, he talked about this last week. Like, there's always something that happens. There's always something that happens, like mid-season, pretty much, where it's like they basically just slow down entirely, to where it's like uh, you kind of worry about them for a little bit. Um, but like this year, though, compared to other years, isn't this like the first time since 2014 they've had like double-digit wins at this point in the season now, right? Like it's been a while since they've had double-digit wins amongst all four um. cars, correct? At, uh, like in the season overall or just no like the season, season overall the season overall like i think 2014 was like the last time they were really like good you know what i mean i think yeah i if not 2015 me no not 2015 I, maybe maybe it had maybe this has been yeah it's been a while and yeah, it's been quite a bit let's see moving on to some other stuff too uh, I, see, like we only have, well, have something to talk about. But. I want to, I want to keep this going a little bit longer. Like, yeah, so everyone sounds like is like, oh yeah, Hendrick will be fine. Like, right now, do you guys think? Not right now, right now, but if you're predicting the end of the season, is Hendrick still the championship favorite? Do you think there's a, that a Hendrick car wins the championship? Does a Hendrick car win the championship? I mean, like, it's just so hard to say. It's so hard to say 
um, just in this era, just in this playoff era, it's like, you know, you're so certain, like, somebody's going to definitely win the championship for sure. And then it's like, obviously, yeah, like, that's, I was just about to say, like, honestly, like, if it comes down to it, like, I feel like the top three teams in the playoffs will be Hendrick Motorsports, Penske, and Joe Gibbs when it, you know, when um, the time Mm -hmm. comes. But honestly, when it's all said and done, I mean, just based on, you know, where the playoffs are at, you know, like, you know, the array of tracks and also, you know, the season finale being Phoenix, like Jared just alluded to, Penske would be the way to go. That'd be the way to go. Like, I, I think Penske would do really good. After after the speed they showed at New Hampshire and how similar New Hampshire at least races to the way that Phoenix does, I, I gotta say Penske. Just overall, that team was so much faster with all three cars. That, well, and then you can even count Matt Benedetto. I mean... He was pretty fast too, so that's I'd, I'd put uh, I'd put Penske as as the top runner right now with Hendrick and Gibbs kind of as a close second. Yeah, Dan, what would you say? Like, you think Hendrick's gonna be? You think Bowman's gonna win that championship? You think it'll be a championship? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna <laughs> <get that. laughs> of course, and, 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 and he's, he's gonna so sign good. he's gonna sign uh, black hats with the uh, black sharpies afterwards. Oh, what about you're, you're still not so over salty that. about you're that? You're still not over that, bro. What in I, the hell? I just, I just joke about it. What, oh a, what about silver hats with silver sharpies? That's, that's the question. <laughs> that's next. Uh, that'd be a new one. Yeah. He should, I, I love the idea that Bowman's watched all this. He's heard you say that, Danny. And so in the future, you're gonna have a gray hat, and he's gonna go out of his way to like make sure he signs it with a silver sharpie yep. just to keep, just to keep rubbing it in. I, yeah. I agree. Salt in the wound. That'd be funny. Well, I appreciate us uh, staying on on track uh, with the um, with the topics at hand. But really quick in the chat, um, I had to basically turn it off. Um, pretty much all I'm, I might turn it back on like later on in the show and stuff. But I mean, obviously, we're just gonna appreciate keep it open, so. appreciate our mods. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much. That. Thank you so much. I mean, but, obviously, uh, there's only just... so much you can control. But thank you at, guys. At, at that point, I can't even read what the chat is saying. Yeah, so. yeah, just too many bots flooding it with nonsense. Yeah, so. Pretty much. Yeah, so but we'll, we'll try we'll bringing it back, back on. Later. We'll turn it back on later in the show we'll see we'll see but in the meantime oh the itinerary where which has nothing basically <laughs> there's, 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 there's plenty of things to talk about I don't know, it's, just, it's an off week bro it's, it's an off week so i just feel like there's nothing but i guess there's a little bit to talk about but we have a couple mailbag questions we can't see yeah. the live chat at the moment but we can at least uh, read y'all's questions in a few minutes but first exactly. did you guys see the news like i remember a few months ago there was the rumor going around i think it started on door bumper clear and then you had like toyota's people saying oh yeah we're working on something big and then you had like Corey lajoy on twitter kind of maybe half joking being like oh i hear something big happening with petty the rumor that petty richard petty motorsports are switching to toyota uh did y'all see this week jordan bianchi the athletic said that um that apparently that's those talks have stopped that no petty will likely stay with chevy um next year what do y'all think what yeah. do y'all making it huh Maybe i think they want to just see one more time like okay is it can the new car help us a little bit yeah, like I guess like maybe they might you know re-enter in talks down the road, but like like Danny just said, you know, it's like well let's see how we do with this next gen car first. I mean, it is supposed to you know put you know more of the driving back in the driver's hands, right? So I mean, they do have a guy in Eric Jones who I think is pretty underrated. Wouldn't you say Eric? Eric Jones. Is uh, I like underrated. Eric Jones. They've been pretty terrible this year. I don't think it's yeah. all him, but oh, no, they have disappointed this year. Yeah, I think it's a mixture um, of both. But I, I really do feel like Eric Jones could be one of the sole, you know, one of the main benefactors of this new car and stuff. And RPM knows that, so they're like, oh, okay, let's hold off and just see what happens here for a minute. What I wonder is, does this mark kind of a change in the air? Like, 
our manufacturer, our team alliance is going to become less valuable with the next gen car since everyone's getting the exact same cars. I mean, that was part of the reason you had, you know, Levine family racing working with Gibbs. Cause now instead of getting their using their old chassis, they were getting two year old JGR chassis to run. And that was a big competitive difference for them. Like since everyone's getting the same cars basically now, uh, like do, do alliances, do technical alliances really matter that much? Because I think that's the only reason like you'd switch from, Chevy, which I guess they loosely work with RCR to Toyota and, you know, TRD and JGR would be for those technical alliances. But if all the cars are the same, like, I don't know, like Jared, do you think that changes the going forward? It's it's hard to predict. I I personally think, I I mean, I, I made something about it earlier. I think I said it when the news really started or the rumors started to, to swirl about it. I thought that them moving to Toyota would be a good call personally, even, even if they're the third team down the ladder, I think they'd still be higher up the Toyota ladder than they would with Chevrolet. Um, whether or not like, see, the thing is with the, with the new car is that we have so many unknowns. I can't say whether or not, yeah, this yeah. is, is a lot bigger than it should be. Or if it's not, I, it, that's just the, that's the whole thing. It's hard to say, you know, um, I, they definitely, uh, I don't know. I mean, that's maybe, the, I don't know. It's just, maybe I look at it as maybe this news is telling maybe because, because I, I look at it this way, us as fans. I mean, we hear a lot of the details. We see the details. We see what NASCAR and the teams allow us to see more, more often than not. But yeah. You know, behind the scenes, all the teams have even more data about the next-gen car. I feel like in-house, many of the teams have a decent idea of what the next-gen car is going to race like, what the com- competition is going to look like. And so th- I look at this and I wonder, maybe Petty, Richard Petty Motorsports has seen some of that and they're like, you know, Joe Gibbs Racing, Toyota, they're asking for a lot of money, a lot of this, that, you know, the partnership's going to cost this. You know, looking at the numbers we're looking at, maybe that's not really worth it next year. You know, I, that's maybe that's what this tells us is that it, it – maybe confirms that the field will be a little more evenly matched. We all know Petty's not going out and winning five races next no, year. No way that's right. happening. Probably not going to win any races next year if I had to guess. Yeah, but I, like I just to get wonder, a top five at this point. <laughs> just a top 20 in points. Man. Oh, no, please. no, 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 no. Just like, don't do them like that. They could do it. <laughs> Baby, well, did they do it last? Uh, where did Bubba finish last year? Like he, was, he was like damn near top outside, 20, I think, or like outside, close. Yeah. He's still outside the yeah, top 20. Still yeah. outside the top 20, though. Yeah. I think they're like 25th this year. It's, yeah. it's not good, but um, yeah, I. I I think that that speaks a little bit to the importance of the next gen car or what the next gen car will bring to the table competition wise a little bit. But uh, like you said, Jared, I guess it is too hard to know for sure. Uh, there's also rumors out there, you know, cause Petty owns two charters and we've talked about it on the show. We've all talked about it. At least some of us have talked about it. I know on our respective channels, like is Richard Petty motorsports sturdy enough to survive this change or are they looking for a way out you think do you have the, with charters going for rumor rumors say 10 million dollars a piece are they looking to cash out and uh and let another team sort of take I their spot i don't know somehow some way or another they keep on coming back year after year yeah like richard petty like he like just adapts with like every sort of you know nascar era it seems like you know whether he's a you know a driver or solely a car owner or, you know, it's just, like like oh I'm, I'm the king we'll be all right guys look he's always hanging in there somehow he's always like around you know what i mean if, like it, if it would they be different. struggle if they struggle more next year then than it, they I'd are this it. year I, I, I think they should take the Wood Brothers approach. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it paid dividends long-term for them, uh, even even though I know that whether it's I, whether it's pride or whether it's just 
stubbornness. It, it seems like Richard Petty will not go down to having anything part-time in that 43 car. Uh, and while it's nice for historical standpoint, I think that long term it's hurting the team because they're just they're not able to put enough towards really any of the races to succeed. If they did the Wood Brothers approach, picks I don't know sixteen to twenty races a year, got a good former champion uh, or or very good veteran at the end of their career who could keep the equipment uh, together in che- everything in check, not you know wreck it every week. I think that they'd be able to build up the way Wood Brothers did. I mean, they did that with Ken Schrader, I believe. John Wood uh, was as in there. And then um, I think they also did it with Bill Elliott. And then they built up from there with Trevor Bain mm-hmm. um, and Ryan Blaney. So I, I think that that would be the approach they should do. Whether or not they choose to do it, I, I don't think they will. But yeah. I just wonder what the business would look like because think about it. If you if you're not sure that you're going to even be competitive enough to run full time in just two years, like do you invest in all the new cars for next year? You have to buy at least seven next gen cars between this year and next year. Like if you really don't see your comp- your your performance improving, if you think there's a possibility that you're going to go part time, like. I feel like from a business standpoint, it makes more sense to cash out now when you know there's a GMS racing, a 2311 racing, maybe even Dale Jr. looking to buy your charters. Like, that's why I wonder. I, I don't, I think Petty will stick around next year because, kind of like you said, Darian, it feels like they always persevere. You know, even when, you know, they yeah. lose a lot of funding, they lose their driver, you know, whatever, no matter what the situation calls for, they seem to persevere. So I, I think they stick around. But yeah, I, I was reading an article. Oh, I can't remember whose article it was, but they made it. A, I can't, I can't remember for sure, but they made a good point where it's like any team right now that isn't one of the big powerhouse teams is certainly listening to anyone who wants to make an offer on their charter. You know, I feel like from Starcom to, to Petty to Rick Ware, I think they're hearing what, you know, 2311 is asking for with a charter, you know, just to hear just, you know, what's the price actually like? Cause I think there's a number for all these teams where they would pull the trigger and say, Oh yeah, maybe, maybe I, my, my NASCAR days are behind me, you know? Yeah. Oh, by the way, the chat is back on, guys. It's on slow mode. We'll test it out. And if there's, like, still bots, then we'll just, like, get rid of it and stuff. But go ahead. Slow mode is at least a way to go because then they can only send one. Exactly. Well, go ahead. I I was just, you know, talking about listening, you know, these middle-of-the-road teams kind of listening to others coming through. Uh, If Ganassi proved anything with his announcement is everybody has a price tag. Mm -hmm. Everyone does. Like ever, you know, people saying, "Oh, that this person never would." I mean, I never thought Ganassi. We didn't, yeah, would I didn't think that team. either. I didn't think it either. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, did. so everybody has a price. Whatever the price is for Richard Petty might be higher than others, but he has a price that he'd see, be willing to cash I, out. With. I feel like, like, see, Richard Petty, like, see, I like ever since I've been watching other motorsports, I can kind of, I feel like I can like sort of like draw these like different comparisons, and I feel like Richard Petty as a car owner is like. Um, the Williams family was in uh, in Formula One. Like like they were always uh, strictly independents, no matter you know what era it was and stuff like that. You know whether they were winning championships or only scoring a single point in in one F one season in twenty nineteen to be exact. Like they are always independents too, and I feel like it pro- Petty probably has that approach. You know, but it's like you said earlier. It's like hey, it's like you know. If you're gonna offer me ten million for this team that's not really uh, do, uh, doing the best, then hmm, I'm all for it. Why not? I think you could charge more. Really, I think oh, I yeah. think oh, you're yeah. desperate enough to expand or get into Cup that they would pay twelve, fifteen, eighteen million. If gosh, and I feel yeah, like I, I I think that's how it could go. That's just that 
they're appreciating in value and not depreciating in value. And there's more people than ever with the next gen coming in. There, we're we're going to hit a point where we just have like a peak point of this, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's it's going to be in the next year. Like I, I, I think it's just going to keep going up. I think it'll keep going up, but I think it'll be gradually. I don't think anyone's paying twelve million for a ch- for a charter this year. At least I'd be shocked. I mean, Petty can set that as the price and say if you really want it, dangle it out there. You know, like I'm not cashing out unless it's twelve million. Petty can set that price, but a price is only what someone's willing to pay for it at the end of the day. And you know, I, I think you're already Tra- seeing. I think you're already seeing that cap hit a little bit with Dale Jr.'s like if charters are $10 million, I'm out. You know what I mean? Mm. And Dale Jr. is one of the main three or four names out there that are publicly out there looking for charters. So if you, we've got one for sure is cashed. I'm like, no, we can't do that for 10 million. Uh, <laughs> then, you know, then, then all they your track house though, they bought an entire team uh, on top yeah, of what they had. It can work, but I think a lot of people, I, I clearly blindsided the industry. It's possible, but I think track house, it, they, um, they took on probably took on risk to do that. You know, they they are making a major investment, and a major investment is not a major investment unless you're putting a lot on the line. I, I think there's not. I don't know that you know Hamlin and Michael Jordan would be willing to make take that risk at this point. I don't know that. Uh, I I doubt. I definitely doubt GMS Racing is in a position to do that. So, it, it, we'll see. We'll we'll see what they get. But I I, I I I would not. I would not underestimate Michael Jordan's willingness to spend money to win oh no i, I don't he will spend I mean, the money necessary probably especially since he's taken such a big you know stake and said so much already in the media about it i don't see michael jordan being the one who's gonna just wait it out for prices to go down because if, if there's anyone who can pay that any price that he wants for any of these or invest some money into the team for them to, to buy charters i i think it's michael jordan i mean he he's i i could see him wanting to get that second car wanting to get Kurt Busch in that thing. And I I could see him spending over the asking price to ensure he gets that charge. Watch him somehow lure Kyle Busch over to the second car. Watch him him somehow do it. Like now we're just getting crazy. No, watch him try. Watch him at least try somehow. I feel like I feel like if Kyle Busch ended up over there somehow, and he brought all the same like candy sponsors and all that, that team would just be like everyone. Everyone needs to have guts because he got Bubba have eating McDonald's and drinking Dr Pepper and and, and DoorDash and DoorDash getting food food DoorDashed on over and then Candyman. Can you? Can you imagine the complete flip around if they did a, a throwback with the Stacker 2 car with the 2030? Oh, dude. <laughs> Wait, which one was better? The, the Stacker 2 Dodge or the Chevy? I mean, they both had the same scheme, but which uh, one looked better? I, Dodge. I, I, I thought the Chevy looked better. I, I don't I like, know. I like the Dodge. See, I'm kind of leaning towards the Chevy a little bit. I don't know. Just a little I'm bit. I'm a Chevy I like the guy. Look of the yeah. Dodge. Yeah. Dodges are just, they're just so interesting. They're yeah. mean looking. I love that about them. Oh, like, 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 like. The, I just they, feel exotic by today's standards. We haven't mm-hmm. seen one in like 10 years. Yeah. So it's like, Oh, a dodge oh. <laughs> well it's it's like so it's rare. like the whole it's like the whole thing of the whole industry oh we're gonna we're gonna go down to four cylinders we're gonna make sure everything's hybrid and then it's like dodge like oh, like i just freaking hellcat in a hemi let's do it like i just thought, oh gosh i just thought about this like it'll be close to a decade like since dodge was last in the sport like holy crap it feels like yesterday yeah, they were just there it, you know it, like, it, it or is it a like like it'll be a decade next, next year right Next year will be a decade yeah, since Dodge. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. That's freaking crazy. Like, just time flies, man. It feels like they were in the sport yesterday. But hopefully they come back soon. Hopefully. That's why we're announcing here on the show. They're coming they're back. They're coming back. Oh, no, 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 no. I need no, a graph. No, no, I need something no, to no. show up behind screen. Behind yeah. me. <laughs> Find the Red Bull car. I like the Red Bull. <laughs> 
Oh, did y'all see in the chat before we get off this topic entirely? I don't think we have it. We have plans to mention it later, but I saw today there was a, he did an interview. Um, Justin Marks was talking about mm-hmm. a track house, mm-hmm. possibly running the Indy 500. Yep. Yep. Now, so, obviously, obviously and, Ganassi and, would be a partner, obviously, with them. I, so, I mean, hey, sure, Bulls driving. Yeah. Well, I mean, the like, pace car, the two-seater, whatever they do beforehand. Well, I was thinking, I think David Land even alluded to this earlier on Twitter when it was, like, said by Justin Marks on XM. Like, like I think um, pretty much it's already, like, a done deal, maybe, or it's already, like, you know, uh, it's, a, it's already assumed that uh, Chip Ganassi would be a helping partner in that effort, you know, because they just bought Chip Ganassi and NASCAR. So obviously they probably like team up in IndyCar somehow for he's got, one race for one. They've race. got Chip's phone number, I mm-hmm. guess. So I it, can it see that. Yeah, who would their that. driver be? Who like all jokes aside, who drives that car? I'd... Mm, I, I don't see. I don't know. Cause it's so hey, outside the box, you know, well, say, say, hey, say track house. Uh, uh, what about Jimmy? That's true. Could be it, it is tech, that that would technically he, be a Chip Ganassi car if it's a Ganassi partnership. Yeah, wasn't there? Yeah, if it's a Ganassi partnership, wasn't there uh, some rumors about him like testing at an oval? He was talking about it. Was. He was testing at an oval, I believe. There were yeah. rumors. I so, think. I mean, it was kind of assumed that Jimmy would want to jump to some of the ovals or or at least run one Indy 500. So I wouldn't be surprised or. You know what would be really, really cool is if they got Daniel Suarez, their premier driver, to do the double. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I, I was sitting here thinking, you know, they're trying to make an offer to Kurt Busch to get that second ride. He's done the double before, put Kurt Busch, yeah. put Kurt Busch in that car, but I don't think it's likely they get him. Mm. I like the Jimmy one because that would make a lot of sense. If you're investing in a one-off Indy 500 ride, you got to put a superstar in that car. I think they're hoping maybe they already have a plan to get Jimmy in that car. I also saw a clip today. I, I were all over the place, stream of conscience, but I saw a clip today of Jimmy Johnson saying, that you know, if uh, if someone called about like a one-off Cup Series race yeah. and it was a decent opportunity, he's like, I'd do it. That was uh, Bobby, he said. That yeah, was he's Bob like, Parker's, I'd probably do it. He and he essentially said that he wants to keep his number of total races, not talking about just IndyCar, total races like and everything he's going to do to about seventeen to nineteen total races each year. And but he basically said that the right opportunity was there for Cup racing, he'd probably do it. If you gave him the right opportunity for truck racing, he'd probably do it as long as it fit Ooh, what he well, I don't know about that. Mm. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't go that far. That's, that's a, that's I mean, a pay, little more there. Pay him a million to run a truck. I don't care. I, that truck series, <laughs> they, all they do is wreck in that series. So, like, I feel like Xfinity would be better, at least for him. Oh, See, God. Imagine Jimmy Johnson in that Knoxville race. No, oh, God. I want to I bring this up before people talk to me about it because people got mad that I didn't want – or didn't put Jimmy Johnson in my top 10 drivers for the SRX. <gasps> what? But I, I was doing that under the pretense of what he said last year, yeah. that he didn't want to do anything like a stock car. He wanted to be completely away from that and just completely stick to IndyCar. Like, but no, Jared, that, it... you're a freaking idiot, Jared. You're an idiot for not putting him in the damn list. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty as charged, but uh, no, but but that, that I, I I don't think we should underestimate how big of a turnaround so far that's been in only mm-hmm. about the span of a year. Yeah, so yeah. I I'd love to see Jimmy come back for a one off. I you know it, it's really fun. You know I mean I literally am going to to Richmond solely to see Junior race in the Xfinity race. Oh but, yeah, he's still like, doing that ooh, this year. That's right. Yeah, yeah I forgot like, about that. I forgot about like, that. Like like. I'm glad I'll be up. Like I'm glad it's a one day show. I'll be there for the Cup race, but I'll be real. I'm going for Dale Junior racing. I'm not going to watch the Cup race. Like if it if it was a normal Richmond weekend, I would not go. I'd stay at home and watch it and enjoy my Sunday instead of driving home. 
but I don't think, you know, I would love to see Jimmy do a one-off, you know, in the Xfinity or do it maybe a truck race or do a cup race. Maybe just maybe end his career going trophy hunting, wants another 500, wants an Indy 500. Go ring chasing, go ring chasing. Yeah, maybe. Jimmy Johnson, the ARCA confirmed. Hey, go for that ARCA championship. Hey, go for the freaking Xfinity championship. Remember, only one career Xfinity win this dude has. So Watch watch him go to ARCA and Ty Gibbs just like absolutely dominates over him. I I wasn't going to say anything, but I was going to make a joke. I was like, you can say trophy hunt. I I think he's going to come up empty-handed more than we realize. It's Ty Gibbs, bro. Like Ty Gibbs, yeah. Now, if he goes to ARCA, he'd win. I think he'd win ARCA. At least he'd win some ARCA. I don't think he'd win every ARCA. Jimmy, Jimmy, don't go to ARCA, Jimmy. Just stay in IndyCar. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll ask you this: Jimmy Johnson versus Ty Gibbs, equal equipment, one-on-one in ARCA. Who do you think gets more wins? I'm, I'm t- Ty, I'm sorry, Ty, bro, Ty, bro, Ty, Ty. I mean, Ty. I mean, I mean, Jimmy. Hey, how long does in these cars? How long does Jimmy have to prepare? Because if it's like this weekend, long, I'd go Ty Gibbs. As long as he had for IndyCar. Like so he like can test months. it. He can, yeah, he can get a, like a Look, month or two. If he's got a few months. I, I might go Jimmy still, honestly. He's got a few tricks up his sleeve. You know, now Ty Gibbs might dump him for the win. You That's know, what you I'm know, saying. Gibbs, like Ty Gibbs he plays like by no rules. Yeah, you know, he but does what he wants. So like, I'm I'm just saying. Like, okay. but, I think it'll be a culture shock for Jimmy. He'll be like, he 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 hit me. What? <laughs> let's uh let's get to reality. Jimmy Johnson's never even gonna look at Arca. No, yeah, that's uh, the, that's yeah. the reality. Hey, there's he, a what he, if he, he won't even turn on TV probably. Okay, uh, so why what TV hardly? Yeah, yeah, what TV? Wait, Arca's on TV. What? No, I'm playing. They still run ARCA? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I did watch the ARCA race the other night. They did race this last weekend at Iowa. It was so sad. There was maybe 50 guys in the crowd at Iowa Speedway. <laughs> it was so sad. The um, slow death of Iowa. Uh, and ARCA. Well, the, yeah, the slow yeah. death of ARCA, more like it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's go back and say you can put Jimmy Johnson in one NASCAR race per year. Which one do you do? One NASCAR race per year. Mm, wow, that's tough. There's so many options. I mean, See, if he's in a good car, you know, yeah. I honestly say like the Coke 600 actually would probably be my pick. But if he's in just any car, if he's in like, oh, this is a Chip Ganassi prepare, I guess they're not going to be around after this year, but you know, whatever, then I'd probably say the Daytona 500 just because of the biggest race. You know, it's the, it'd be the most prestigious to win, et cetera. But I'd like to see him at, you know, a more traditional racetrack um, as well. I don't want to be predictable because, like, obviously yeah. the 500s there. I did think the 600. I don't want to be predictable on this. Chat one. saying, well, one person in the chat said Martinsville. That's actually not a bad idea oh, either. And keep in mind, you can also, you don't have to have like Ally. You can give him a sponsor too. Bristol excited. Dirt. Bristol Dirt. I want to see Jimmy <laughs> on Dirt. Actually, that's not a bad one. I'd, I'd like to see that. Either that or, or bring him to Knoxville for the truck race. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think. Um, what I would do, and since it's a one-off, I'd I'd actually put him in a fifth Hendrick car. I'd actually, and he, he needs he needs just one sponsor. So I'm gonna tell the marketing people, do whatever you need to do to sell one race to Lowe's, and we're gonna put him at Darlington because that was the last good track I think he had really last year, and we're gonna try to get him to win Darlington somehow. And he's going to have the 48, and Bowman's going to take the 44. I'd say, like, 
I don't know. For some reason, I always view Homestead as like Jimmy's track, not because of like the races he's won. I don't I, think he's won there, but like he won, won, he won, he won one time. Oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's right. Oh yeah, there's another seven-time champ. How could I have forgotten about that? So yeah, he does have a win there, and yeah, he you know won all of his uh, championships there basically. So I feel like that'd be a perfect one to do. I think a much more realistic one would be Auto Club Short Track his home race technically Ooh. it'd be a new facility new layout and everything I, I feel like that would be the most likely one he would do we've so. lost our host <laughs> he's good. disappeared to the void yeah but i chat you're I, the I host now him. what do we talk about next <laughs> i i forgot he, he, he all of a sudden went like muted and no uh, see like this like the sun always comes in so i just have to block it every time and uh, it just it, i don't know well it just happens you you might have just missed it eric has given the chat a uh directive to give us our next topic for this next topic the oh, chat's gonna tell wait us wait the about. chat's gonna tell us what to talk about yeah no yeah, let's do it let's oh, have the my, cha- oh my let's God. see <laughs> let's see oh no, so we're not talking about that. No, we're not talking about. We're not talking about model racing. Hey, cars Four two. Hey, cars theory. two. I got yeah. Cars two is the worst okay. cars of all time. Well, Danny, you had it on when uh, one of the times that I was over there last year. Yeah, it wasn't I, I as bad as I never saw it before. It, it wasn't it was, as bad as I it, thought it was, it was. It was just you, you and Riss come in. Yeah, so okay, so it was last winter. It really wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Like exactly, it, like I'd heard how bad it was gonna be. Uh, don't get me wrong, I didn't really. It care. was like a it was like a James Bond movie essentially. Well, yeah, I mean, I didn't care. Yeah, it, it was like you, like you, Jared. It was not as bad as people all thought. It, it's definitely one of the worst Pixar movies and definitely the worst Cars movie. But it was not the abomination. I think I was. I was under the impression it was. Yeah. It was just gonna, like targeting a much younger audience. I'm not gonna lie, taking some rapid fire like on some of these ideas is actually pretty fun to help the time today. Ooh, and hey. Kyle Bush getting arrested. <laughs> yeah, I'm, start, I'm starting to see some good ones. Yeah. So hold on. So I want to talk about this for a moment. Um, NASCAR 21. Okay. So last Wait, night. I'm, I'm sorry, but someone just keeps saying KFB dump KFB truck. Dump truck. Yo, we'll talk <laughs> I about saw KFB. someone say. I, I saw someone say Denny Hamlin's dump. Don't worry. We'll, hey, we'll Kyle to, Bush, yeah, it's Denny Hamlin's the one you got to watch out for. Don't worry. We'll get to KFB eventually. But NASCAR, we'll talk about all the NASCAR drivers and their butt series. So yeah. But not, <laughs> but really, to your list. But since the chat brought him up, uh, brought this up, you know, um, NASCAR did a, a little um, special last night on the, the history of NASCAR video gaming. And mm-hmm. I yes. watched it. it really was, good. It was really, really good. good. And then all of a sudden, you start to see some images and some clips pop up you know pertaining to the whole nascar next project nascar 21 you know what whatever you want to call it and you know i i'm i mean like yeah i i totally understand the hype for this you know being a new thing and stuff i'm all for that but let me ask you let me ask you this guys like should the i mean should the should the community as a whole like really you know take a step back and and um say like hey let's start to manage our expectations here you know what i mean because like we've been hyped up about nascar games before hint hint nascar the game 2011 i mean and look what happened there that was such a great trailer guys Mm -hmm. so it was a good trailer it it was but like should we start to manage our expectations a bit here though yes 100 percent yes i mean like motorsports games are They've done nothing to earn our trust. Sorry, Jay, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, They've done nothing right. to earn our trust up to this point. <laughs> Aside from like, like we we know some of the people who work with them. Rusty, of course. We, oh, yeah. we we love and support all those guys. But the product itself has to speak to me as a consumer who's going to go spend money on this. Because, uh, you know, I'm not 
Well, I can't speak for everyone. I don't know if you guys have, but me myself, I've never, I've never received a free copy of any of these games. I've paid for all the NASCAR games I've ever. Played. I was lucky enough to get free copies. Thank you, thank you guys so much. <laughs> I, I, my thing is like I, I look at this and what was it, what was it I put in the chat like between the four of us? I said it's like my heart says yes, my brain says no. Like, don't believe it. Like, my heart is looking at it, and I'm like, I'm like no, it's, my brain says yes, yeah, my yeah. heart says no. Yeah. That's what I, mean, I said. Don't get me because wrong. It's I'm, like, I'm going to buy this game, mainly because I don't see myself going two years in a row not buying a NASCAR game. Uh, and then there's me, who I, <laughs> I think wait. I jumped on. Just in wait for the review. Yeah, you can, wait for the review. You, you, can, you can play it when you come over. <laughs> so, so, it's like the stuff they're doing, the people they're partnering with, it, it makes me think, yes, this is going to be better. But at the same time, I've I've played Heat 3, Heat 4, and I watched Heat 5 be a disappointing copy-paste, and it really wasn't even as good as Heat 4 from what people told me. No. So I can't buy into the hype completely, but I will say that I, I will give it a shot. I, I'll, I'll run to the video store, and I'll go and – you know, because they, they, they still have exist. those. They still yeah. have those. Yes, they he do. still does this. He still they does do. This. He loves it. No, I, I only do it. I only do it for NASCAR games. Okay, I, okay. I would go. I would go to the, to the video still store. Exists? <laughs> I would go to the video store. I will. I will rent it for a weekend, and if weekend it's worth it, exist. I'll go buy it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Y'all are so dumb, bro. But yeah, no, I was I was shocked to hear that uh, Redbox is still a thing and stuff and stuff like. I mean, I heard about like the only blockbuster in what like Alaska and stuff, but no, uh, Alaska's still a thing. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Jesus Christ! <laughs> yes, yes, everything's still a thing, Danny. But, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I mean, like I've just been getting hyped based off of the facts alone. Like, okay, like R Factor is going to be in it, you know, blah blah blah. But I mean, there's also some flaws with R factor as well that I've also picked up on too as well. I, I mean, it's it's not perfect, but I feel like the very base of this should be at the very least better than any of the heat games we've gotten. Just based be. off of the facts, just off of the facts alone. This isn't like me trying to, the, yeah, exactly. The facts, based off of the facts, you know, not all the hype and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Your, but, your baseline expectations for these games should be that they get better. Like, yeah, that should I, be the I know, baseline. I know. Like if they're if they're not getting better, like it's complete failure. Mm. But like if it if it's even just a little better than the Heat games, that's not no no. It, it, it can't just be a little bit better. It can't just be and a little bit better. We still don't have a name confirmed for this, do we? That's, yeah, NASCAR next or NASCAR twenty one. I don't know. So no, we don't have anything confirmed. So that's the thing because I, if I'm gonna chime in, it's it's. They're saying all the right things. Like you said, Darian, our factor being involved, you know, some of the little screen grabs and stuff like, okay. But we haven't the seen anything involved. Yet, though. Exactly. They keep saying this game's actually mm-hmm. going to come out this year, well, which the, only well, has about. Oh, I'm what? sorry. Go, oh. I mean, if it comes out at the end of the season, it's still coming out this year. Well, no, but my point was... is most games you've seen gameplay or, you know, have a freaking name you know, within, you know, a year or so before the game comes out, we're less than four or five months away to the end of the year. And we don't even have a title. Like well, that is a little concerning. I'm too. not mistaken. Actually. I don't know if you guys remember this NASCAR the game, you know, 2011 was based on the 2010 season. It actually did not come out until 2011. It came out, mm-hmm. it came out the next year. And then they put out a uh, DLC giving everyone the new cars. Well, I'd seen yeah. one of Radman's videos and like, they had never confirmed the release date yet, but like, there was like this, like publicly trade, like traded thing. That's like public for everybody, I guess. I don't know. Like, 
you have to watch yeah, this video and stuff. Like, I think it um, it had said that they plan to release this game uh, in the third quarter of, uh, or uh, the third or fourth quarter of 2021. So this will be there in like the fall. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're, We're in the third there. quarter, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think. Yeah, yeah, technically, yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, still, we haven't heard much news on this stuff, you know, past the stuff we've seen last night and then past, you know, some of the stuff that's, you know, has been confirmed. But, you know, no gameplay footage like that yet. You know, no, like, hey, you know, here are some of the features and stuff. No, like, we just don't know anything, you know. So naturally, like, from what I've seen the past couple of days, like, the NASCAR online community started to get a little bit more worrisome i guess if you will it's like oh here we go again type deal you know what i mean it just you know again they're saying all the right things i think it it sounds like it's going to be a better game and i'm excited for it i really am i'll I'll probably get it and play it as soon as it comes out but you know i I feel like if it if it was you know someone in the chat said oh eric they're just building suspense i'm like the more suspense that they build the more they have to deliver on yeah, you know what i'm saying yeah but they have built up the suspense to such a degree so that the game they better be phenomenal com- they better be confident in themselves that this is going to be an amazing product because- well, and don't don't for the love of god don't market it as this giant esports game that no, 97 don't. to 99 percent of the the player base isn't going to be participating in like yeah. Didn't somebody that, crunch the numbers on like the Heat series, Jared? Like, wasn't it like I think like uh, over fifty percent like were like families basically and, playing this game and stuff? Like, and don't uh, uh, I think it's careers. Yeah. And don't do some cringe marketing. Is it NASCAR Heat Evolution? <laughs> That'll never. Keep Joey Logano away from the commercials for That'll this game. That'll never get old, bro. Hey, someone less hey goofy. Kyle. Hey Kyle, is that NASCAR Heat Evolution? Wait, Wait who's, who's playing the game? game then? And it was just hey. it was one of the most cringiest marketing things ever bro and after this week keep kyle bush away from the marketing material as well yeah so he's he's too goofy do we want to talk about that like was that in the itinerary like at the bottom i just i just put it in the lightning round i said kyle bush wins social media we we can talk about this next topic yeah we might as well talk about it like what in the (laughs) what's going on man like, I, I I would say get this man a publicist, but I think that bigger guy that was his publicist. publicist. Oh, yeah, no, that was I his PR that. dude. I think. <laughs> you know, I just I, I I think about this, and I was like, M and M's really tries to be, and M M&M's and M's Mars really tries to be a very family oriented brand, and then you see Kyle Bush on his vacation, and I'm like, oh, okay then, uh, how how are they going to respond to this? But I guess. Everything is great. I, I, no, I guess, notice he's I, I, only wearing the Rowdy logo in all these clips. He's like, m and I'm keeping them away from this one. <laughs> no, this is mine. This is my spot. Yo. <laughs> I already give y'all so much advertisements just by winning all these races. But You, you, you don't see it, but he's sitting there having like martinis that somehow have like a m&ms just sitting in the bottom of the glass somehow yeah i i would assume though that like those obviously weren't real cops like obviously like i, I uh, well I, i'm not i think they might have been it, really it wasn't, it, it wasn't something they got stage I, it was like something that's like but it was some type of security like right yeah security or like island they were probably being stupid around the resort it probably was security coming mm-hmm. like at, at one point you i mean you could see it was like not like a one of those big police bars it was like one of those you know little light things on top of like well, old style police cars because the reason, style yeah the reason i say that is because like i i'd assume as soon as the as uh, kfb started to speed up like the the cop would have probably like breaking that escalated quickly 
It's like it's like something it's like, was gonna happen. It's, it's, it's like it's like here's Kyle. Okay, Samantha, I'm gonna pull over. Nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's in Damn. a golf. He's gonna speed up. He's gonna speed up. No, no, no. He's in a golf. No, 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 no. Obviously, the cop. What? Like, 15? If, I know, I know. But the cop probably would have sped up a little bit. But would be like, hey, stop it or something. I don't know. But in the end, it was all 88 funny, feet per per hour. <laughs> would have wanted a brisk walking pace to catch him. Yeah, but it's all fun and games. It's all fun and games, though. And I love the video, I, too. I love the video. I got to say this. Here's the thing. Like, who am I to judge Kyle Busch having fun on his time off? But to me, this is not a good look for Kyle Busch. I feel like this goes against his entire brand. No, this is great. This is great. No, him, this twer- is great. him twerking in a checkered he flag thong. That's his brain. He does not Wait, care. I just, have to ask, I just have to ask, what is Brexton doing this whole he's time? He's supposed oh, oh, to be the where's villain. Where's Brexton at? Where's Brexton at during all of this? That's right. He's supposed to be the villain. Now he just looks like the, the, the this was like his, Dr. Evil. Clown. In, in terms of... Like wrestling terms, this was his face turn. You can no longer hate this man after seeing how much he partied. I, I don't know. I like him yeah, doing twerking he was to too much. That was too much, though. To be I, I, like, I, I, much. I, like, dude, I just he's he's he, I don't know. He seems very proud of his party antics. I, and that's just that, <laughs> Eric, so that seems you a so party pooper. <laughs> that sounds so contrary. <laughs> That's so contrary to the brand he puts forth on Sundays, you know, in front of millions of people. He's serious. He's, you know, upset when he loses. He's, you know, sarcastic with the fans. Oh, they just hate me because I'm great, blah, blah, blah. He's Meanwhile, the Joker. He's the Joker. He's a Joker. He has fun. When he has fun, he has fun. And when what, it's time to get serious. But that's, he's not the Joker, Joker, is he? Jared Leto? <laughs> he's not the Joker on Sundays. He's the exact opposite of the Joker. He's, he's I spent on pit road. Cars fucking killed. You know, that's who he yeah. is on Sunday. Uh, I feel, He's like, I feel like at this point, like Kyle Busch is just at that stage in his career, like, hey, look, listen, bro. I've won a ton of races, a ton of championships. I can do whatever I want now. But he's sure. <laughs> yeah, he does. I don't I know. Guess. Just I just, I, I mean, again, that's he's not doing anything wrong. I'm just no, no, no. like, I get, I get what you're saying. I get what you're I, saying. I just think it's, it's, you know, it's weird. It's, the branding of it is so, weird. You know, Kyle Busch in all the commercials is the bad guy, the villain, serious, hates losing. And now he's out here dancing around a thong. I'm like, that's just. just <laughs> was he wearing a like, thong? He wasn't wearing a thong, was he? Basically, no. a, a speedo. It was okay, a very okay, tight okay. speedo, yeah. almost a thong. You know, Ugh, I just. Too, I was seeing see. more than I wanted to see, more than I should be able yeah. to see of Kyle Bush. Well, you know. Hey, look, man. Like, I, I do get what you're saying. You know, the whole image thing, the branding thing, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I see what you're saying to a certain extent, but Eric is mad he's not in the Bahamas. <laughs> oh no, they're like Eric's a party pooper and all that stuff. Like no, they God. left without me. Dang it, <laughs> they left without me. I wish I was there. No, no, but hey, you know he's on vacation. He's just chilling. Oh, and gosh. honestly, like I feel like he's just gone super crazy since you know the whole NASCAR rain fiasco. Now he's just letting it all out basically in these two weeks. Somehow I don't know. <laughs> That's what I mean. He was so serious, so angry, so like like scary at New Hampshire. Yeah. What's like, he gonna say? What's he like, gonna do? Like, oh my god! He's like you're gonna give me a trouble. He's, he's about to lose his mind. And then a week later, I mean, I'm just saying, a week later, he's you know d- drunk or I don't know if he was drunk, but he's you know partying. Oh, off I guarantee he nuts, was drunk at some point. Oh, yeah. Running from security, dancing in a thong, and, and like I don't know. I just it's it's I I just I, I like the storyline we have of Kyle Busch being the villain, and when he does this stuff, I can't. It's hard to not like him when he's dancing around in a thong. It's like dude, this dude's <laughs> just funny. He has no shame. It's so great. 
Look so, at when he was on I Am Athlete and how he was acting that whole time. He was chill. He was, he was chill, bro. He was chill, but he was serious. Like, yeah. like are yeah. there any drivers you don't like? Joey Logano, I hate Joey Logano. Well, Lugano. it was a serious like, interview. Yeah, it was kind of a I know, serious interview. I know. Like, that's not, that Kyle Busch in that interview, the Kyle Busch we saw in New Hampshire, completely different people than the Kyle Busch dancing in the thong <laughs> in the Bahamas. It was Speedo, you know? That's all. That's all. I don't mean to dwell on that. Oh, I was just asking, like, no. I... I now, now somebody in the he's chat, a public figure, you know. Now, now someone in the chat is saying I'm the I'm the type of guy to get a thong signed by KFB. You guys are out of line. You guys are out of line. How hey, dare you? Photo. Uh, it was. Just, a, I think it was at the Kings Royal or whatever. It was Kyle Larson signing a guy's bare ass. Oh my god! I didn't <laughs> see he, that. He, he, he did it. Oh my god! I didn't even Didn't see that. Deegan do something like that? Yeah, he was like did. Vegas, at Vegas, well, I was there. Vegas, well, 2018. I was there, I bro. Did she, sign a, did, she, did she sign a butt or she signed like a belly? It was a belly, bro. It was basically like yeah, it was a belly. belly, bro. Like it was, uh, uh, like, like I think it was like, I, like I, inside I, or something like that. They, weird. they, that person would have really been in more trouble if he had mooned her at that age. So I, I imagine that, yeah, that would have been wild. Well, I, I was interning at the racetrack at the time, and I was just sitting there. I'm like, what in the hell is going on here? And you didn't stop that man? Oh no! You let him. Slip by. No, what happened? No, I let it happen. I let it happen. You're complicit. You might as well have put her birthday on the calendar. Just, I was just doing my job. If I would have stopped him, I would have gotten fired. No. Oh man. But... What are you gonna do now? Put her birthday in your calendar? Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Oh my god. Anyway. All right. Let's get back to oh, the itinerary. Man. Let's see what's back on the itinerary. We have some good things for the itinerary right now. Oh, we have mailbag questions. This time we have multiple mailbag questions on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Let's get right into them. This is question number one. In my opinion, Amarola didn't deserve the New Hampshire win. Oh, 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 here we go. As someone who was at the um, at the track, um, it was not that dark, and they could have very easily ran the last eight laps of, of the race. NASCAR handed that win to Amarola and ruined a perfectly good finish from Anthony. Oh, what are you guys? Because I did see some people saying this, like after the race was done, like on on, I, on the flight back home. It's like, oh yeah. Well, unless my guy is winning, I like seeing underdogs win, and I like chaos. So I say, give it to Almirola. You know, I, Christopher Bell winning would have been almost a big underdog story as well. Yeah, but he's yeah. already got to win this season. Mm. Yeah, no, true. Yeah, I, I, he deserved it. I, I think that. You can't well. You can't really say in those last eight laps. I mean, Almirola was running the race of his career. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 there's no guarantee that Bell is getting past him. And anyone who says so, I think, is just either salty about the finish or a little biased on it, because you you saw like how much Bell was catching Almirola before it was it was substantial. But it wasn't like if Almirola doesn't get held up by Austin Dillon that he's catching him. It would have been close. It might have been like you know the 2007 like, finish or the Hamlin versus Harvick finish, but it's I don't I don't think you can fully guarantee and say that Christopher Bell would get past Almirola. Like, y'all remember how we felt after 2019 Bristol? Matt Benedetto gets passed. It was like what the same amount, like eight or nine laps to go. Mm-hmm. So imagine we go back then and NASCAR for whatever is like, hey, we're gonna call it early. Okay, yeah, sure. And it would be a much happier story. So. I, I think we weren't there. We weren't there in person. None of the four of us were. So we can't speak to how dark it was. I, I know on TV, it looked bright, but I think TV intentionally makes it look brighter than it actually is out there. 
you know, I, I wish NASCAR let it go. I think eight laps, like what, that's about three or four minutes of actual on track, like have actual time. I feel like yeah, it's not going to get that much darker in three minutes. So it should have just let it ride. Um, but at the same time, I can understand NASCAR wanting to be a little more conservative after, you know, they waited to put the yellow flag out earlier in the well, race remember, and it led to the rain caution. Remember, so. It was the tinted windows. Remember that it was <laughs> the tinted windows. We established it wasn't just that. It I know, wasn't as I know, bad as it, it's it was. Funny, they, were also wearing sun, they were also wearing two sunglasses. Yeah, they were wearing two to three pairs of glasses indoors, and they couldn't see right. That's why I guys, guys, it's dark. Put it out. Uh, Put it out. Like, no shit. I wonder why it's dark. But thank you. So thank you so much, Anthony, for that mailbag question. And now on to the second mailbag question of the evening. Do you guys agree with Dale Jr. that why not make North Wilkesboro the purpose-built dirt track instead of spending $2 million to turn I'm, Bristol no, dirt. I've, and, I've, uh, thank, I've, you, I've, thank you, Grant. Thank you, I've been, I've been saying that. Yeah, yeah, I was about to make say. It, Danny's make been it saying the, that. Make it the North, Wilkesboro, no. the North Wilkesboro dirt track presented by Camping World. Wait, hold on a moment. Did they say that it cost $2 million to convert Bristol to dirt? Uh, yeah. Yes, yes. Actually, I don't know. That actually is probably a little less than I would have guessed. But still, that's a lot of money to do that every year. Assuming they keep doing this every year, I'm not opposed to the idea of making it a purpose-built dirt track. Although if you do that, I think you will ruin, to some fans, you will ruin the goodwill you'd be getting by bringing it back at all. Like, I think there's a lot of fans that would be like thrilled to see North Wilkesboro brought back. It'd be, you know, a good move by NASCAR, good uh, sort of offering from NASCAR to those fans. But if you change it dramatically, I feel like that eliminates the purpose. So I don't See, know. That's, that's where I stand on it. Is if you're going to bring it back, bring it back the way that as close as you can to the way it was, so that those fans can get the North Wilkesboro that they have one wanted and two promised to younger fans. If they ever got back, mm-hmm. it would be like. Yeah. I think that turning it into a dirt track, in my opinion, would just sort of it, it poison the well. It poisoned it upon get on the get go, and I think that it would do what NASCAR has shown in the last. 15 to 20 years is really good at is giving fans more options than they need and needlessly cutting them down the middle when they don't need to. So I, I say, leave it, leave it. Well, not leave it as is, but if you're going to bring it back, <laughs> just leave it, <laughs> leave, uh, well, it basically leave it. Leave it to die. Yeah. It's half a dirt. It's half a dirt track now, but it's half, um, a, it's half a pond now. Basically. It's basically half. A, it's, half bas- a creek. It's, <laughs> it's basically um, like driving on roads in Illinois. Yeah. As oh. Charles Peterson Jr. said, that would make it come full circle because it actually started as a dirt track when it first opened. Oh, that is I, true. That is true. I, I wish I knew more about the state of dirt racing versus asphalt racing in America outside of NASCAR. Like, because it might be more profitable for the track to be a dirt track. There might be, it well, might be able to attract and, more successful racing series. And, I grant NASCAR, North, but. In North Carolina, there is a big, like, there might be a good spring cars, but there, it's East Tennessee and North Carolina has a lot of dirt late model drivers as well as other series that c- can be out there. You could honestly host week, well, if SMI owns it, they might not do weeknight, like weekend races, but they could do them like every few weeks and attract bigger series like the World of Outlaws and Lucas Oil light models. I just know that like that dirt race at Eldora, Kyle Larson won a couple weeks ago, paid 175 grand to win. That's like 
up there with any NASCAR cup series race. I know there's very few of those in the country, but like, I wonder a dirt race is dirt racing. Like people who are more familiar with dirt racing versus no, some local of asphalt events, track. Like, some of these events pay top dollar, man. Like, I don't know but any would, late model race, like asphalt late model race that pays a hundred grand. I wonder approximately, you know, you win that much, but how much does it cost to operate these cars? I, wonder. I think it's pretty cheap to relatively, so, you know, but the, the question to wonder is, would SMI and NASCAR be willing to help other series yeah, no, run when instead they could have well, series that would feed into NASCAR more like say well, the Cars Tour? SMI mm-hmm. is in it, you know, for being an entertainment venue, they're not associated with NASCAR. Well, they are associated with NASCAR, but they're not owned by NASCAR, so they can do whatever they want with it. Yeah, like out here in Vegas, bro, like like they have EDC all the time. They're like, yep, they regular I mean, money. I mean, since, but that's since not racing. A, yeah, I know, I know. I'm just saying from the entertainment aspect, though, like Danny was bringing up. But yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, I mean, SMI makes money either way. I mean, SMI runs, you said at the Vegas, they run dirt racing there. They bring dirt racing to Texas as a dirt track. You know, uh, yeah, Charlotte. like even like the whole complex at uh, over at LVMS, we have our own dirt track, but it only has like one or two races a year, basically on it. You know, it's well, no, you guys don't have a dirt track; you have a dust track. No, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, one yeah a dust track, a dust track. That's right. We do have a dust track. Yeah, good point. Uh, but yeah, so that'll <laughs> conclude the mailbag question. Thank you guys so much, and thank you, Grant, for uh, submitting that. Um, what is the email? Oh, weekly podcast guest at gmail dot com. Uh, all lowercase letters I will be putting in the chat and probably some other people will too. Uh, but yeah, leave as many questions as you want in there. Uh, the more people who ask, the better. So yeah. we'll probably go back to one, one or well, probably one next week. Maybe, maybe we'll stick with two for the off weekend. Let's, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. It, well, can we try two for a little bit? I kind of, I, I like it. I like it a little bit. Maybe try it for a few more episodes. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Maybe just for the off period. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But anyways, send in questions and maybe they'll be answered as two or one. And, maybe they'll and, be answered. And do not ask to be a guest. Please don't. Or you will be blocked. Please don't. We, we like to be nice. <laughs> Please don't. But anyways, this edition of the NASCAR Weekly Broadcast is brought to you by the one and only Lionel Diecast. Get your hold up, hold wait, up, what? hold up. What you you just called it the NASCAR Weekly Broadcast? I said NWB. podcast. I said no, you podcast. Didn't. No, no, I said you didn't. no. I said no, podcast. No, you didn't. I said broadcast. podcast. No, you didn't. Rewind that it, was... chat. Rewind it, chat. They'll they'll it, they'll find out. They'll find it, out. Yeah, you, you said broadcast. broadcast. No, I said podcast. Wait. I said podcast. Chat, help Dude, me out. Okay. It was a Freudian okay. slip. It wasn't that big a deal. Okay. <laughs> okay, whoever's clipping, do it now. Go yeah. back a few seconds, do it now. You just see it. But anyways, this edition of the NASCAR Weekly Broadcast, broadcast. <laughs> yeah. Podcast is, is sponsored by Lionel Diecast. Get your official wave of 2021 authentics only at Lionel Diecast and LionelDiecast.com, that sort of thing. They're, um, they're- they're same broad. Oh, so I did do it. Okay, so the chat doesn't lie. I did it. Okay. Oh well. Sorry, guys. You guys can mean that. Well, he believes that he believes you guys more than he believes any of us three. Because I, I could have sworn I said podcast, but I guess I, I said that set. But anyways, what type of diecast do you guys have? That's a nice '94, by the way. I have never seen that type That's of a Bill good. Elliott one. Yeah. Oh yeah, 2000 Bill Elliott. What I love about this one is just like the amount of color on it. Like the color just. Well, the font. Out. I've never seen that type of font on the 94 before. And then look at this glorious sponsor on the back. Uh, can't, can't say anything. The Reese's. There's I nothing see. there. Yeah, there's nothing oh. there. Oh. But the Reese's, though, it's on the it's on top of there, though. See? Like, nothing, 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 nothing. 
And then I have this old Morgan Shepard diecast from That's cool. 1992, I believe this is where it's from. He finished second in the Daytona 500 that year. And also what's cool is I've always kept this on me. Um, back in, uh, at, uh, Auto Club 2020, he gave me this, like, religious penny with, like, you know, the cross is, like, etched out and stuff like that, so that's cool. I always keep it in my desk and stuff like that, so that was nice of him, but, so yeah, Morgan Shepard, one of the all-time greatest underdogs ever. I love this diecast. And I've got a Casey Mears 2008 <laughs> Kellogg's car. Casey Mears in the five. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, this is not Kyle Busch. This it's is a, Casey Mears. It's a nice scheme, but it's just, I remember the season. It is a really nice, it is a really nice scheme. Yeah, he uh, he flipped this car at Auto Club. He, he got, did. He got, he got plowed mm-hmm. by Sam Horace Jr. Mm-hmm. Well, after, after he plowed into Dale Jr. and sent him flying, basically, and then Sam Horace Jr. just was like, I can't see it. Boom. And then up yeah. and over. Casey and Mears. Plowed yeah, yeah, but Casey Mears is getting plowed all night, basically. Dang it. But yeah. <laughs> Okay. Eric, what you got? Yeah, there, Eric, bro? what do you have for us, Eric? I've got Tyler Reddick, a Tyler Reddick rookie car, Real Tree. Tyler Jordan from Real Tree actually sent this to me. So oh. huge shout out to him. Signed by Tyler Reddick. Beautiful camo colors with the uh kind of uh, reflective or or neon orange accents and number. Really cool looking paint scheme. Wait. Hope to see this version out on the track more. You mean you mean D Tyler Jordan actually sent you that? Okay, because I'm, I'm a you know me I'm a big time yeah. uh, hunter slash fisherman so I'm well aware of him. You need to get him to hook you up a, a free hunt now. <laughs> free hunt. I, I I need Danny. You'll can you take me hunting? I haven't been hunting before. You can be. Yeah, I need a place to go. I need a place to go hunting. Me okay. Me and Jared have been talking. Me and Jared are going on a hunting trip at some point. I just hate deer, so I'm fine if I shoot <laughs> some of them. <laughs> Hit him with my car, shoot him, whatever. No, no, they try and hit. They try and hit my car with them. They'll jump. I I hate. I can't stand deer. Yeah, they're pretty dumb sometimes. They're the dumbest animal. Like they're some of the dumbest animals on earth. Mm -hmm. They see a car and it's like, wait. Let's see if I can make. (laughs) See if I can jump over. Let's play Frogger, everybody. Yeah, let's do it. Let's see what happens. God, deer are so stupid. But yeah, thanks to Lionel. uh, NASCAR Authentics also available Mm -hmm. at Walmart's everywhere. Um, Get your 2021 diecast ASAP. They're starting to roll out. Big ones, small ones. That's right. They're here. That one, wish, I wish, there was, wish there was medium ones. Yeah. Man, maybe was one, so. one are the days of like the, the 143 scale. I just cars. got a 143 yeah, too yeah. at JP's NASCAR outlet a couple weeks if, ago. So. If, if they still made 143s, I'd probably be buying a lot more. <laughs> what are you I, saw, I, saw, I saw it. I saw it. Claudia, Claudia yeah, says yeah. Darian's too loud for hunting. <laughs> yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Picture. I'm going to paint a picture for you guys. You're supposed to be it's quiet, a, I know, but I'd probably fail. No, no, exactly. <laughs> be quite quiet while I'm painting a picture. Okay, it is a nice, cool September morning. The field is open in front of us. There is a mist kind of in the air. There's fog rolling out. The turkeys are gobbling in distance. <laughs> and out comes this this big eight-point buck, and, I, and I'm picking up my rifle. And here's the next thing I know. Holy crap! Oh, oh, there! Oh, my God! <laughs> Dude, he timed it perfectly, Eric did, with the animation. You oh, there's a deer! Oh! <laughs> oh! kill a deer! Oh my god. Liberty, 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 liberty. Liberty. But, yeah. Next, next thing you know, the deer is 50 states over. It's probably best I don't go hunting. Just, just tell me the stories about how it is, because, like, I'd probably mess it up, probably, somehow. <laughs> Some way. Oh, man. But thank you so much to Lionel Dodcast for sponsoring this edition of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Oh, my goodness. Does this work? Does this animation still work? Oh, it still works! Yes! Yes, it's not broken again! Hey!
lightning round on the NASCAR oh, Weekly Podcast. It didn't break on my end. Yes, so. I got it. I got it perfectly. Let's go. Jarrett, what do we have on tap tonight? Uh, not much, but uh, <laughs> NASCAR is targeting a 2022 schedule release in the next four to six weeks by the end of August, according to Bob Pachris. So keep that on the radar, everybody. Uh, while NASCAR is on break, Josh Berry is driving late models for JR Motorsports. Of course, of course he is. Yeah, well, I mean, we kind of figured. Yeah. Uh, Barstool is looking to build a permanent retail sportsbook location at the Phoenix Raceway as soon as next year, according to Adam Stern. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And the SRX is showing interest in going to North Wilkesboro next summer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, his name is Sage Karam, right? Because yes. I'm, I'll probably I'll probably need yes. to know this it's because Sage. he'll be driving for Jordan Anderson at the Indy Road Course for NASCAR, according to Toby Christie. Mm-hmm. I can't uh, wait Tom, to see that. Tom and Joe Martins has said that he will drive part time next year as part of a quote revamped driver lineup. Again, mm. according to Toby Christie. Uh, Congratulations to Joey Logano on uh, literally doing it for Dale and having a third kid. Yeah. Um, Congrats. The I Auto Club girl. Congrats. Literally doing it for Dale. Yeah, <laughs> my goodness. He said it, not me. <laughs> literally, the quote was doing it for Dale. Yeah. That's what he said. On yeah, but you thing. didn't have to say literally. The literally puts like a very vivid <laughs> image in my mind. <laughs> Well, it's your problem from dirty mind like me. Uh, Auto Club Speedway's short track will have corners of about 18 to 20 degrees of banking, and the track will be 40 feet, 44 feet wide, according to I Bob was Pachris. promised Bristol. Yeah. What? That oh. is not as much banking as Bristol. What is going on here? What the <laughs> hell is going on? <laughs> Uh, and then Toyota's next-gen test car seems to have gotten at least damaged or maybe wrecked, according to Denny Hamlin. Well, Denny just I, goes I, full I, I think it was. I, I felt it was wrecked because did you guys see the tweet that Text Motors Speedway put out with all the with the Chevy and the Ford? You didn't see anything of a Toyota out there. Mm. Yep. No. Oh God, yeah. No, man. Next-gen drama. At least, at least Drew Herring was okay. Yeah, at, at least, least he was cool. okay. Yeah. I like Drew Herring too. I think he's underrated. But boy, uh, they junked that uh, car. It sounds like. Also, did y'all say to people who was disrespecting Drew Herring? Like, is that the best driver they could get up there? Dude, they not. They, they don't know who he is like that, bro. They don't know because clearly they would have not said that dumb stuff right there. Drew Herring is. He's been. He's pretty underrated, man. Just needs the right funding around him. Exactly. Wait, speaking yeah. of speaking of funding, that's it. Yes, that's it. it for the and that. Concludes the lightning round on the NASCAR podcast. <laughs> I, I love how the mic cut out for that one, but not for like his thirty-second long scream. Hey, how stuff. do I sound? How, I'm still good though. Do I still sound good? Yeah, you're yeah, good. yeah. You're you good. didn't break the mic. Okay, okay. How did? Yeah, it, it cut out for that, but it didn't. I don't. I don't get this thing, man. But we hey, don't either. Hey, Eric, is, is it time for a certain thing? It absolutely is. Y'all know what time it is. It's time for me to talk about everyone's favorite green welding 40. equipment company. <laughs> yes, 40, 40 Industries, another proud sponsor of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. I, what more can I say about them? They offer a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, uh, plus metalworking accessories, really everything you could possibly need for your next major project, whether you're a professional in the industry doing this for a living, or if you're just a guy sitting on your couch who like looks out into their backyard and says, you know what, I should weld some massive pieces of metal together and do something amazing with it um forney has everything you need so i was just sleeping on my couch so i was that guy yeah that's right yeah look out the bit boom build a 
the most intense build a bear wink set ever. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> build something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a very creative. Person. I don't have a backyard, okay, so I don't if, have if, these if thoughts. If you're building a bear of forty stuff, you're probably building like a steel structure, like a like artwork or something like that. Well, I was saying a really intense, like a heavy duty swing set. You know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah, check them out at fornyind.com. Their link is in the description. Fornyind.com. Or check them out at an authorized Forney dealer near you. That's F O R N E Y. I'm, I'm, I'm just curious. Forney. Forney. Whoa. <laughs> They're saying with uh, the PH, with the PH. Yeah, I know. Forney. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. It's so dumb. Oh my God. Hey, I'm just curious. Like, I'm going to look up. Is there is there a forty dealer near me? Oh, there actually there actually is a thing. Hold up. There is nice. a near me, unfortunately. That's but... big. Let, 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 let's see this. Where is the nearest one? How far away is this bad boy? Where where do I have to go? Uh, ooh, it's a little, a little further up. I can go to uh, thing. My my Ace Hardware here is not a forty dealer, but the Ace Hardware all the way in Portland, Tennessee, is. Oh, Ace Ace is the place for the, help, for the helpful hard way, folks. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's how it goes. There, there there was an attempt. Yeah, I attempted. I attempted. A very I poor attempted. one. Yeah, but, but it was an attempt. <laughs> it basically went. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know what to say at that point. But anyways, thank you so much to Forney Industries for sponsoring the show. All right, now I'm going to start the timer, and we will get through some of these super chats. And then afterwards, we have our 20-minute interview with Harrison Burton. So stay tuned for that. Exciting. Right, let's do this. I think I can do this. And I love how in the itinerary, uh, how in the itinerary, it says five minutes only, Darian. Or Darian. <laughs> you just make sure to have that there. It's like, hey, do not go overboard. I got you. Uh, read? You cannot. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> or Darian only. Whatever. <laughs> there's, there's a little something for me there. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, and let's kick it off. Groovy Goose with the two-hour super chat. Hello, future me, Eric, Jared, Darian, Danny, and chat. Hello to you, too. Jar Jar Binks. Oh, my God. Hello. Hello again, Jar Jar. Uh, thank you so much for the five, box, for, for the five bucks. You uh, saw hurt, missive feelings, Darian. You keep saying how you hate me. Misa, I, I, oh my god, it's so annoying. Good try. Misa was gonna offer a job at the race team. Yusa was gonna be card chief. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much, Jar Jar. See, I can only see you for, for so long, Jar Jar, and then it's like, oh, so I gotta see you in little spurts, and I'll like you better. <laughs> but thank you, man. Groovy Goose, thank you so much for the two-hour super chat. Jar Jar Binks should replace Maspin. Yes, I can name a, a ton of other guys who should replace Maspin at this point. Alex, thank you so much for the five dollar super chat. And uh, she, she bros. Uh, hold on, she bro. Oh, okay, hold on. She broke his speed. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I said it the best I could. I tried. I did the best I could. I'm sorry. Thank you so much there for was the five an bucks. Effort. Yeah, there was an effort. Thank you so much for the five dollar super chat. And it says happy birthday, Darian. Thank you. Thank you so much. And then Sato with the five bucks. Thanks to an extra sponsorship increase. Uh, boo boo. Oh no, this is about Harvick. I can't read. I'm sorry, bro. I can't. We're done. We're done with the Harvick stuff. I'm sorry. I can't read it. Thank you so much for the five bucks. But if it's about Harvick, I can't do it anymore. I'm sorry. Platinum Paradise. Thank you so much for the two dollar super chat. The 43 car has one win since 2000. Mm hmm. That's true. Yep. 2014. Oh, yeah. Eric Amarola. Yep. That's right. I was there. <laughs> 
Groovy Goose with the two bucks. Thanks for all the content y'all do. Love the show, of course, and we love you too. Thank you, man. Irvin Alvarado with the $10 super chat. Thank you so much. Without a NASCAR race on Sunday, aside from a London Formula E race weekend, I went on a trip to Ikea to kill time on Sunday afternoon. Don't ask how to pronounce Swedish names of these products. <laughs> Ikea's low-key cool, bro. You could low-key just live in Ikea if you didn't have a place to live. <laughs> you could just live there, just stay there, sleep, and, you know, just make sure, you know, all the staff, leave, you know, leaves at the end of the day, and, yeah, voila, it's your new home. <laughs> but, yeah, no, there's a lot to do in there, though, trust me. There's a lot to look at. And, yeah, some of these, like, Swedish company names, yeah, they're crazy. Barry in the timer. <laughs> hey, we're, we're good. We're almost done anyways. Jar Jar Binks with, the, with another $5 super chat. Oh, my goodness. You sir hurt me. Oh, see, this is the same one. It's the same one. But thank you, thank you, man. I appreciate it. It's the same one, basically. But thank you so much. And then Sato with uh, another five dollar super chat. You're oh, oh, okay. I see. So some of them said sent them um, um, before we had turned the chat off, and I guess they sent them again. Unfortunately, I, I <laughs> yeah, they're coming up twice on mine. So no, 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 no. You'll notice. Oh, I will. Hold on. Let me refresh it because we probably have more. He's <laughs> we're, very focused. We're at right three now. minutes. We're at three minutes, by the way. And I'm almost done with the first round of Super Chat. Give, give him a smooch, Danny. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I'm starting to look. I'm starting to see some of these. These are funny. <laughs> His nose gets clipped by the Benjamin, Benjamin Spencer, thank you so much for the Ford Bucks. Was at Martinsville, and uh, it was darker there. Um, n- wait, Need DH. Wait, what? Was at Martinsville. It was darker need there. Need Hamlin? Need Denny. Oh, I guess, I guess so. That's what DH means. I, I would assume so. I guess he needs Denny Hamlin for that, I guess. Thank you so much for the Ford Bucks. Camden Juster, thank you so much for, for the two hours uh, super chat. NASCAR Weekly Podcast, but talks deer hunting. Ah, yes, yeah, you never know what, what happens yeah, on the show. Yeah, you never know. We can talk about random things, exactly. Alex with the five bucks. <laughs> Darian is so loud, a deaf man could hear him. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> That's good. I love that. Thank you so much, man. And la- and finally, Kevin with the $5 super chat. I pictured Maddie D driving in the Xfinity series either in the 11 for Colleague Racing or the 20 for Joe Gibbs Racing. Not doomed to Rick Ware Racing. Ah, well, we'll have to see. I would love to see him in Xfinity, but it wouldn't surprise me if he wants to stay in Cup. And even if that's for a smaller team, hey, that wouldn't shock me either. But we'll see what happens with that. But... That'll do it for this round of Super... Oh, 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 God, oh, God, now I see it, now I see it. Oh. Explain, explain it for our Spotify listeners. So there, Danny B has Jar Jar in the background, and it's like, I used to like Jar Jar in the first movie, but then, as the first movie went along, he got so annoying, and then he shows up in the second movie, and then he's, like, made what? Like, the, um, what was he made, Jared, uh, um, the king of the whole empire or something like that? No, no, <laughs> no, no. He was an interim senator who gave power to Who the Palpatine. hell is giving this dumb idiot any power? Stop. Stop it. But he's so annoying. And then, and then Stop Eric, it. Get some help. Yeah, exactly. And then Eric Eastep has my usual meme faces, the one where I do the old. Why do you and call him Eric Eastep like you <laughs> never knew the guy? Because I, I have some respect for him, too. That's his name. <laughs> That's his name on YouTube. His full name on YouTube is Eric Eastep. So I got respect him. Okay, okay. Thank, thank you, Darian Gilliam of Black Flags Matter. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't know. It's black. a reflex. Oh, yeah. Black. 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 Black Flags Matter. But in all honesty, with Eric, it's always a reflex. Reflex. Uh, just his last name, Eric Eastep. Just you know those those two P's. I just want to say it. You know Eastep. There you go. So that's why I say that. But he has my name faces on, so I appreciate that. 
Yeah, of course. We like to have fun here on yeah. the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Exactly. But now, we don't take ourselves too seriously. But now we have to take ourselves seriously. Now it's de- it's back to business here. Oh. Our interview with Harrison Burton is coming up next. Um, just really quick, Danny and Jared, just what were your overall thoughts on talking with Harrison here today? Good. Oh, he's a good guy. Yeah, good. Yeah, he's, he's fun. He's just he's fun to talk to, and uh, I think what people are gonna see here. I, I kind of likened it when we finished up to the Alex Bowman interview that just it kept gaining speed as we went and it got better and better as we went. So I think a lot of people are going to have fun with this one. Yep, exactly. All right. So I will mute us all. And now, without further ado, our interview with Harrison Burton. Goodbye. What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Darian Gilliam, a.k.a. Black Flags Matter, back for another edition of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast interviews. And this time we have the one and only Harrison Burton on. How's it going, man? Hey, it's going good. I'm on vacation, uh, enjoying myself, relaxing a little bit, but I'm getting antsy. I'm ready to go back racing. Um, it's kind of strange to be off for this amount of time, especially right in the middle of the season. So uh, I'm ready to go back. But yeah, it's been nice to, to have some time off for sure as well. Yeah, definitely. For sure. For sure. Now, I guess my first question is uh, talk about your 2021 season thus far. You know, it's been good. Not great. I think is the best way to describe it. Um, we've run well and we've, we've had the speed to win a lot of races really. Um, it's just, you know, lack of execution or, or, you know, sometimes you like to say luck, but you know, I don't really believe in that. I think you make your own luck in this sport. And so, uh, for us, it's, Hey, we just got to go and put, put all the pieces together and, and we've got a team capable of doing it. Uh, I've won races with almost everyone on that team. Uh, a few new additions for this year as well with obviously with Jason Ratcliffe as my crew chief and, uh, and then, you know, we've, we've got some people like a, a guy named Manny that's that's a, a really awesome member of our team that's joined up. And, uh, man, it's it's an awesome team, a lot of winners, a lot of championship-level guys. And, and I think that we're on the right path for that. We just have to stay the course and keep plugging away, and uh, we'll get there. So, Harrison, kind of building off that, I, I want to ask, what are your expectations going into the playoffs to end out the year uh, or is it just to you know improve as it goes and make a championship run? Like what what is it that you're looking at for the end of the year? Definitely championship. Uh, you know that's that's what you know wakes me up every morning and and gets me excited about to go racing is is trying to win championship. Um, you know when whenever I'm in the gym and need some motivation or whatever it might be, man, that's the first thing I think about is that Xfinity Series championship and and trying to win that and um, you know give Joe Gibbs racing some of what they've given me in return as, you know, they give me an opportunity to, to be in an awesome spot uh, with great, great guys like I have now and, and get them what they deserve. And so I work every day to make sure that happens. That's for sure. So obviously you just made the announcement uh, the other day that you would be moving up to the cup series, going up to the 21 car, switching teams. So I got to ask, what is your words of wisdom, words of advice going to the team you're currently with and whoever their driver may be next year? Yeah. You know, I think that the team I'm currently with is an awesome team of guys. that's going to have your back. So um, that's been the biggest thing is just, for whoever's going to take my seat and if the team remains the same obviously it shifts around a lot but if it does remain the same you have an awesome group of guys that are gonna you know believe in you and 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 they believed in me from the beginning and um yeah it's it's really all you can ask for the, the biggest thing is just you know put in the effort that they put in as well and uh you'll get the results so uh gosh you know that's a weird thing to think about i've kind of felt like the 20 car has been my home and 
I love all the guys on that team. Like, like they're my family. So, um, yes, it's a strange thing to talk about not racing with them, but obviously I'm more than excited for the future and, uh, ready to make a new family as well at, at Wood Brothers and, and Ford Racing. Now, as a young driver, I mean, you obviously see, you know, social media, you know, seeing what people say about you and stuff. Now, you know, um, I feel like we're, uh, you and me, we're kind of coming full circle here. You know, a couple of years ago when it was first announced, you were in the 20. I had some opinions. <laughs> I was like, mm, I don't know. I mean, you know, Harrison Burton, he is good, no doubt. But uh, full time, I wasn't sure. But I mean, it speaks to what I know. I mean, because you won, what, like three or four races in 2020. So, yeah. Hey, so, that's, why they're, that's why their opinions there. Exactly, exactly. That's so, right. Exactly. So I, I just um, talk about, you know, what has it been like, you know, proving some of those doubters wrong, too? Because, like, I know I haven't been the only one, you know. So what yeah, has that been like? Yeah, you're right. No, I, no, you just have a bigger following. So I like to <laughs> respond to you, right? But, uh, <laughs> thank you. Man, the, uh, the, the most gratifying thing in the world is, when the chips are down, when people are doubting you, when you're doubting yourself uh, and putting the work in that it takes to win in, in this level of our sport, uh, really any of the NASCAR or ARCA levels, it's tough to win races. So, um, man, when you can turn it around and, and use that as, as kind of motivation, and then I really love it. That's my favorite thing I do is, is, is you know, either proving those people wrong or proving the people that believe in me right. Um, and that gratification you get from that is, uh, what I think a lot of drivers live for. Um, and so, yeah, for me, it's, it's super fun. I enjoy it. I don't listen. I don't take it personally. I understand that we're in an entertainment business and, and shoot, everyone's got their opinion. And, you know, I love the Panthers. I hate the Dallas Cowboys and, <laughs> and I don't know any of those guys in the Cowboys. They're probably all awesome guys, right? But nobody likes the Cowboys, man. At least here, right? Exactly. So listen, I get it. We're in that. We're in that same realm, and and people can love me or hate me or or be somewhere in between. I think I've got a lot of in between people, and uh, and that's okay. I'm I'm here for for um, you know obviously myself, but it's also a sport as a whole that that is an entertainment product. And shoot, if, if you're talking about me, that's a good thing. Exactly. So I, I want to ask going into next year, you know, with all of this going on with different pressure and whatnot, we have the next gen car, which is kind of like a great, you know, big reset of the entirety of the cup series. And so I got to ask, what are you anticipating with that car? Have you had any chance to kind of be around it here? What it's like to drive, you know, schedule the test or anything? I've never seen one in person. I don't know much about it. <laughs> like, I don't know anything about it really. Um, and yeah, there's some anxiety there on my end because I'm like, shoot, I, I got to do this at a cup level next year in a car I've never even seen. Um, so, you know, how do you prepare for that? And I don't really know. Um, I think you're right, though. I think it is a great reset. And I think, you know, listening to obviously being in the meetings with with the people that hired me for next year um, and and listening to them and in our press conferences and things like that, I think that's a lot of the reason why you know, I got the job was they felt it's a great reset in our sport. They think I'm a guy that can come in and, and win races in the future. And the time to start learning how to be a cup driver is now, you know, in their eyes for me. And, and, you know, when I've got that support from, from, you know, the guys at Wood Brothers, the guys at Pensy, the guys at Ford, they believe I can be a cup champion. Shoot. That's all I need to, to work with. And, and I can make the most of that hopefully for them and, and give them a return on their investment. And, so, 
yeah, I think the next gen is going to be a crazy, crazy year next year. Obviously, there's been a lot of moving pieces with it in the driver lineup, uh, the team lineup. It's just going to restructure everything. And so how what teams adjust to that the best and what teams are more flexible and more able to be adapted to it are going to sh- uh, shine. And, and I think I'm going to a place that is is going to be you know really, really doing a good job with that. But, you know, it's hard to tell. And, and I'm going to work my hardest to get get the team the best I can make it and, and be an asset for sure. Kind of stayed on that same subject. Obviously you grew up watching your dad's NASCAR career. Um, so he was someone, he was actually in there through a lot of the, uh, the changing in car generation. So I think, uh, I know he was in the gen four, he made it through car tomorrow. I think he was there at the, t- at the very beginning of gen six as well. So what's some words of advice that he's been giving you in regards to your transition into cup racing as well as, I guess, working with a team that's learning a new car? Yeah, you know, honestly, um, I think we haven't really had just a one-on-one conversation about just that. What do I need to do for the next-gen car? But what I can kind of pull from, from what he's talked to me about a lot, is, is racing is racing. Right. And so I always ask him, man, like when you first started, those cars had to drive horrible, man. They were way high off the ground. They look like they're moving all around the track. You know, they're traveling like three inches instead of three or three. Yeah, like three, four inches instead of three centimeters. Right. And so, gosh, that thing looks like it's terrible. And he's like, eh, drive drove good to us. And it felt normal. And, and you know, a race car is a race car. And so I always thought that was cool to hear from him. Because through all the years, you always assume it's just got to be so different. But to hear him say, as a guy that's kind of started way way back in uh, a long time ago, especially late model in, in Xfinity racing, uh, and then made it pretty far along in the generations of cars, you know the amount of change was big. But shoot, it was still a race car. So that's something that that kind of gives me a little confidence for going into the future for the next gen cars. Man, it's going to be a race car, and, and we're going to have. Uh, the best racers in the world driving them, and and to be a part of that group of of Cup drivers is uh, is an incredible honor, and I'm just excited to get after it. It's a pretty good statement. Race car, still a race car. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's it, it's my my dad says he's got a redneck education and a high school <laughs> diploma, and I've kind of got the same thing. So I might be wrong, but shoot, it uh, seems right to me. So. What we like to do on the show at the end of every interview we do is just lay out a few fan questions. So we put it out there on YouTube yesterday and not even 24 hours to get well over a hundred questions. So here's no, what I'm going to do a hundred for you. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> hey, I'll do a hundred if you want me to. I, I've got nothing to do, nothing on my calendar other than this. So I'm, I'm ready to go. Well, we'll get, we'll get to a few of them. Yeah. How about that? So <laughs> right on. Uh, first one is from username Firelinks asks, "What is your favorite track on the 2021 NASCAR Xfinity calendar?" Oh, good question. I I really enjoy going to Atlanta, mm-hmm. uh, and I my other favorite track, which we didn't go to this year, is Fontana. So the two places that are changing are my two favorite <laughs> racetracks. That's right. But um. But you got but your first win at Fontana, right? He yep, did. I did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and uh, and I, I'm excited to see what those racetracks turn into. And Matt Kenseth and, and guys like that that my dad was working with or had worked with in the past. And they were like uh, cool uncles slash babysitters at times. And, you know, Clint Boyer always was 
a sketchy babysitter to have, right? He's a little wild, but um, gosh, those guys are all awesome. And what's cool is I got to grow up around those guys, and they're all so different. You know, Mark is is uh, the guy in the gym who's you know every time that we would leave the racetrack, we'd be drinking some formula and eating something healthy on the way out of the racetrack. And Clint was the you know the good old boy who was getting after it and, and really talented and fast and. Matt Kinseth was a quiet guy and, and my dad was kind of a mixture of all three and, and it was cool. It was, it was cool to learn that there's different ways to get it done. Um, and from those guys, I kind of got to pull some things from, and I feel like I've learned from all of them. Obviously my dad and my uncle, I've learned from the most, um, which obviously Ward is obviously one of my other favorites, but I figured family was excluded. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I think that those probably were my top three or four for sure. Now I just want to see a daycare center ran by Clint Boyer. That's all I'm saying. You get some crazy kids like me out of there. It's a bad deal. (laughs) Uh, Well, Radiation Racing asks, who will will you be looking up to for advice next year when you join the Cup Series? Everybody. I think I've got to pull from all the resources that I can. Uh, Obviously, my teammates, you know, next year are, are, you know, Alliance teammates next year are going to be awesome uh, mentors for me, you know, with, with Blaney and Logano and, and me and Cindric are, are went to high school together. I don't know if everyone knows that, but we went to high school together and I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yep. I didn't yeah, know. we went to the same high school. He was older than me. So, um, we weren't in the same classes or anything and he was always a lot smarter than me. So we definitely weren't in the same classes, but, um, yeah, we, we went to the same high school. So I know him well. Um, I feel like we're all going to work together really well. And it's been exciting to kind of get to know those guys some through the phone. And obviously Cindric I've known for a long time. So, um, yeah, that, that, those are the main guys that I think I'll lean on as my teammates. And then, and then looking at, at Kevin Harvick as well. Um, uh, one of the most experienced guys in the garage, a guy that kind of thinks through things well, I think, and is really smart. Um, yeah, I, I think he'll be a, a good guy to lean on. You know, obviously I've, I've got some ties with him with KHI management and uh, that's always been a great resource as well. And both being in Ford, that's going to help a lot too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All those guys are, are Ford performance guys. So uh, I'm excited to kind of get in there and, and learn from them as much as I can and try and bring the knowledge that I have from, from all the great people that have helped me along the way to it and, see what I can bring to the program as well. It's, it can't, you know, most working relationships can't just be one way them helping me. I've got to try and find a way to bring something to, um, which is tough because those guys are all really great at what they do. Um, but I think I can get to that level and, and hopefully help them as well. All right. So there, we got two more here. One of them that's really fun and one that I think will spark an interesting debate. Uh, so the fun one is how did it feel to beat Noah Gregson the way you did at Texas? <laughs> That was the greatest feeling I've ever had in my life. Um, just listen, me and Noah are buddies now. Like, you know, everyone wants to make us out to still hate each other and all that. Yeah, you know, shoot. Everyone, it's racing. We're going to get mad. We're going to, you know, fight. We're going to yell at each other. Whatever you're going to say, right? But, but at the end of the day, you know, we understand that we're both competitive guys and we both wanted to win the race and we wrecked each other and that was it. And so it moved on. Uh, but at that point in time, it wasn't that way. And so it felt awesome. And, uh, and you know, it was the opposite for him. And I will say that it was my favorite race I've ever won. But 
when I look back on it, I always give my dad a really hard time because the first thing he says in the booth is, yeah, it feels really bad for Noah Gregson, right? I'm like, come on, man, you got my side. Like, what the heck? That's but, uh, but yeah, he's he does a good job about trying to be non-biased in the booth. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's funny. I like to give him a tough time about that. All right, the last one was by far the most requested question uh so i can't really even quote anyone with it but they they ask you and they've asked other people this too does pineapple belong on pizza oh easy answer and it's no man no way thank you my mom good man my mom however eats it she loves italian or not italian she loves pizza with you know canadian bacon and pineapple on it Mm. i'm like come on get out of here with that it's uh not my deal I love pineapple and I love pizza, but you put them together and it's not my deal. Exactly. I was, yeah. listen, I was expecting some really hard hitting question like, you know, <laughs> put me in a bad spot. You know, all the fans are, are voting this because they want to see me squirm <laughs> and, and, and not know how to answer. But that was the easiest question I've ever it, answered. Right uh, there. I'm just going to say this. You wouldn't like what I had for lunch because I had pineapple. <laughs> oh, oh, so you're on that Man. Hey, I'm. I got a I got a sponsorship from Papa John's mm. and pineapple pizza is really good. Listen, I got a I got a Hunt Brothers deal, right? Mm, and so true. Hunt Brothers pizza is my jam. I love the the Hunt pizzas, right? Pepperoni, but I'm not a big fan of the pineapple. And no uh, pizza company in the world can make good pineapple pizza. I don't believe it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Danny, you get your pizzas for like two bucks from with the whole Papa John's deal, so it probably tastes better than it actually is, probably. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> oh man, but uh, yeah, um, Jared, is that it for uh, fan questions? Though, is that it? Uh, yeah, unless we want to go through a hundred more. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think we're good here. But Harrison, thank you so much for coming on. Now, before you head off, where can people find you on social media? Yeah, um, I got I made all these accounts when I was like twelve, so I got all kinds <laughs> of different names. But my Instagram is Harrison Burton twelve, and my Facebook is H Burton or not Facebook. My Twitter is H Burton Racing. And I got off Facebook. I had too much social good. media. So there you I'm, go. That's good. I'm yeah. Twitter and Instagram. And uh, yeah, go check me out. I'll I'll post some some dumb stuff, mostly racing stuff. But I like to like to have a good time as well and post that. Absolutely. You guys need for that Instagram if you can get the numbers just the reverse. Yeah, I know that. I was I was thinking about that, but. 12's always been my late model number and and my dad's late model number and my uncle's late model number and my grandpa's football number so i gotta stick with that gotta be 12 (laughs) exactly well harrison thank you so much for coming on tonight's edition of the nascar weekly podcast and now back to the show what what happened wait are we are we back live y'all are we back live wait Hey, over? hey, we're back live, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the, what the heck? Oh, dude. Wait, guys, I'm in, I'm in my fishing. Oh trip. my god. See, I was that just felt jamming. A bro. Lot. I was just jamming. I was just. I'm jamming. ready. I'm ready. I'm All ready. Right, let me get back. Uh, right, I'm sorry. We I'm not. Get back to work. That was a lot shorter than the two weekends I was promised. Yeah, what is? What in the heck is oh, going hold on? Here? Let me, let me make sure I get everything right. Oh my eyes. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Here, I'm, I'm gonna fly back to my house. Hold on. Okay. Yeah, get back to the podcast base soon. Oh, oh, there geez. we go. There we go. Oh. 
right, let me take this hat off here. See, I was just, we were enjoying our time off, but then now yeah, that was a good vacation. Gotta, now we got to go back to work, basically. But hopefully, you guys enjoyed the Burton interview. That was fun to do. It was pretty. Fun. That was really cool. I loved him talking about the uh, beating Noah Gregson at Texas. See, that was some funny. of y'all weren't expecting that, huh? Y'all were expecting <clears> them to hate each other. No, they actually like each other. I guess it. Oh, it's Bowman. Bowman's the next guest. Bowman, it's been so long since Whoa. we talked to you. How are you doing so far? Oh my gosh. I'm just hanging out, my buddy. Yeah, We're just, both wearing our fire suits. <laughs> You're just hanging. Oh yeah, that is true. Oh, uh, well, is that technically uh, called a fire suit though? No, no. It, it's, <laughs> just a, it's just a jersey. Look, okay. I got my, my YouTube. So, there you go. See, it's a nice a wet looking suit. jersey. Yeah, a wetsuit. I was about to say a wetsuit. I don't think there's too many fires happening in bass fishing. Or is there? Is there any fires happening uh, on the boat? <laughs> smoke on the water. Probably won't oh, yeah. be. Bum, I'd be bum, very surprised bum. if one is on my kayak. So. Yeah, yeah, but hopefully there's no hope. Hopefully there's no kayak or boat fires of any types anytime soon. But yeah, no, that was an awesome interview. But uh, Harrison Burton, one of the rising stars in the NASCAR Cup Series, it'll be cool to see him progress next year with the Wood Brothers and basically in the in the uh, the whole Penske family too, and also continuing the tradition of Burton's racing from Jeff Burton to Ward Burton, of course. Oh, you know, Ward Burton up to his um his cousin Jeff. So yeah, we'll see what happens with him down the road. But uh, do we have anything left on the itinerary? We have to have well, this yeah, one well, thing. There's a, there's a topic we got oh, that's pretty cool. And, yes. and then we do, and I want to say, if you know anyone who isn't watching right now, send them because we do have a good announcement at the end of the show that I think mm -hmm. people are going to like. Yep. I, think, I think a lot of people are going to like this one. You guys will love the announcement at the end. Trust me. Stay tuned for it. But this next topic, this is big. This isn't just NASCAR. This is, you know, IndyCar as well. This is Formula One. Oh, it's basically motorsports in general. So basically the topic is... Um, the overall future of American motorsports, you know, this is just, you know, for fun, basically. Um, and, you know, here are some of the, uh, here are some of the, uh, the questions you all need to answer. It's, um, basically, they range from, uh, F1 as a rising force in American motorsports. Uh, paywalls may become more prevalent, like in IndyCar, you know, for NASCAR broadcasts as well. And also just whatever um, we can add and stuff. But uh, I guess we'll start off with you, Jared. Just what do you think just of the overall, you know, just the big picture of American motorsports? Because we're starting to see, like, F1, I mean, they're starting to gain some traction, you know, day by day here. I mean, it's been fluid for a while now, but I, I feel like it, a lot of stuff is starting to solidify together. Um, I will say... Uh, the rise this year and maybe the last two years of F1 in America is, is something that really surprises me. Um, we talked about, about this in the chat a bit, but if, you know, NASCAR falters in the next couple of years and F1 just keeps building up the way that they have been like F F1 could, I don't know if it's realistic or not at this point. I, it probably could be, but F1 could threaten NASCAR in my opinion as in on average, the most watched motorsport in America, not like next year, but I'm talking like 2025, 2020, 2027, you know, 2027, 2030. I, I wouldn't be surprised if F1 is knocking on NASCAR's door or maybe even surpasses them. And that's something that I, I kind of wonder where, how NASCAR would react and where they would have to kind of fit into the new pecking order if that were to happen. And also, don't forget about IndyCar stuff, too. They're also, like, I think they have a ton of stuff in the works with Roger Penske as their new owner. And, and also, just um, finally, they were finally able to establish a very lucrative long-term TV deal as well, which also includes, you know, 
um, I, I, I believe two or three races on Peacock exclusively. So, two. okay. So, uh, only two I races, think. but you Pretty know, sure. yeah, two races behind a paywall. I mean, it could beg. Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you. The question.